If this committee wishes to live up to its name, the HELP Committee, it's time to help the cause of economic and social justice in this country by bringing victories to the, the, the auto workers just realized to the entire working class. Sean Fain, the president of the UAW, uh, on Capitol Hill yesterday. Uh, no eat the rich shirt there. He was in a suit and tie looking sharp and uh, championing in the the uh, unionization of more plants in more industries, something that he sees as a, a national movement that he has begun, while at the same time the so-called historic contract he negotiated on behalf of his rank and file is running into some serious trouble uh, with ratification for General Motors, with several plants turning it down. What does it all mean? Could it mean that this record contract is in legitimate difficulty? Daniel House is senior editor and columnist for the Detroit News and has seen it all. Daniel, good morning. Good morning. What do you make of this it, it, when you you look at some of the uh, locals like up in Flint wasn't unexpected there. That tends to be maybe a more militant local. But elsewhere, are you surprised at some of the locals that are turning this down? Yes, I I am on one level. Uh, I'm surprised given how rich it really is compared to so much that's gone before and and the value of the of the the raises up front, uh, some of the wins they got, uh, like cost of living adjustments that they lost in 07 and 09. Um, Yes, I am surprised. But on another level, uh, the cynicism and the self-interest rearing its head here. Uh, it should not be surprising to any of us. Remember, one of the one of the um, hallmarks of what they wanted was they wanted everybody to be treated tr- tr- treated equally, uh, and they get rid of tiers. And they made a lot of progress getting rid of tiers and giving uh, temps and new hires a, a much bigger raise. And now we're quoting um, members who have been around. They call themselves legacy members who've been around for twenty some years, basically saying. Those, those guys are getting too big a raises too quickly, and what about us? Hmm. So as a result, we're going to vote no. So it's, they want solidarity until they get solidarity, and then they don't want it because they people that have been around a lot longer um, are being treated or perceived to be treated not as well as people who are fairly new. Daniel, it's one thing for Sean Fain to tout uh, these contracts, but, you know, isn't it the locals that must, you know, sell it to the members really to to get them to say yay or nay? It is, uh, but it's also up to the international, which goes all the way up to the vice president and the head of that department. And whether the head of that department has credibility with the rank and file, I think is very, very important. You'll notice we're not talking about Ford Motor Company. Um, the guy who heads the Ford department, the vice president there is a guy by the name of Chuck Browning, highly respected both inside the union and uh, and outside. I mean, a, a lot of when we were covering the corruption investigation of the UAW, a lot of people in the industry would tell me and my colleagues that they thought that the next president of the UAW should be Chuck Browning, highly respected. Um, and I think you see that in the Ford vote. It's not been all roses with the vote. I believe the huge Kentucky truck plant voted against the deal, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but in toto, I think um, it's likely to pass. So, yeah, you do have to sell it at the local level. Um, but really what you're selling, uh, the meat of what you're selling is what's happening at the national level in terms of the master contract and the broad sweeps of the economics, the health care, the benefits, 
uh, things like that. That is that that's pretty similar across the board. So there's some problems with the GM contract, but that's not the case with Ford. Is that correct? Yeah, and I think it has to do with perceptions. Um, you, you know, a lot of this stuff is anecdotal. We've got great reporters who, who have a lot of contacts within the rank and file. And so you can read what they're telling our people. Uh, and, you know, can you take that to the bank? Is that how everybody feels? No, but I do think we had a guy, I edited a story last night, who said he voted no on the contract as an act of revenge because he was mad at, at the company. And he'd been mad at the company for 15 years. Um, that's one person. Uh, and I mean, not a way I'd want to live my life, but nevertheless, um, that's one person. I, I do think that there is a sense, um, there, there's a little bit more of that apparently within the, the general motors locals. Uh, and I don't know to what extent that has a reflection of their vice president who is new and fairly untested. Um, the person who heads the GM department compared to a guy like Chuck Browning. Um, so there's a lot of things that can go into this, uh, but suffice to say, I think we're looking at a situation where GM, I was just on the, on the exchanging messages with our GM uh, beat writer, who increasingly by the minute believes this thing is not going to pass. At that was... this point, the UAW has a big problem on its hands. So what, what happens then? And so she's, she's reading, she's talking to folks in the locals that have yet to vote and testing the waters there and are, are seeing some disaffection. What happens then? Is it back to the drawing board or, and, and what would they have? Every one of the automakers said, this is our last offer. Right. And I think what, I think in the, the, the short answer to your question, there's a shorter, short and a slightly longer answer. I think the short answer is the company say, that's your problem. You have a pot of money. We'd agreed on it. You said you could sell this this deal. That's why it was a tentative agreement. You were going to sell it to your people, and you sold it to some of them. But it's your problem. So you got to figure out how to reorganize how to, to reorganize the deal with the pot of money we've agreed to. So it, you you know you may need to move some things around. It may be something that someone thought they were going to get. Maybe they're not going to get as much of it. And maybe the temps aren't going to get as much, and the and the, and the legacy guys will get a little bit more because maybe the problem is the legacy people. Mm. Um, you know, they have to move that around. Now, does that mean they'll ultimately get to the, back to the bargaining table? Probably. So I don't think the company can say it's all your problem, but ultimately it's both their problems, and um, they're going to have to figure out a way to, to get through it. Now, this also depends upon what happens with Stellantis. As we all know, who've been paying attention, there was a lot of tension uh, between Sean Fain and Stellantis. He came out of that. He was originally a Chrysler guy and was in the Stellantis department. Um, you know, does that have any reflection? I think our sense is that it's probably going to pass, but you really have to watch what happens with some of the, <clears throat> the biggest plants that have the biggest populations. And those, of course, are pickup and, and large SUV plants. Um, and to see how how things trend, but right now it looks like Ford is 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 on its way to passage. It's a lock, and and Stellantis is probably. So I think the real problem right now looms is GM. But you know this could change in forty eight hours, twenty four hours. You just have to wait and see. Yeah, because as of yesterday evening, I believe eighty percent of Stellantis members voted yes. Sixty six percent of Ford 
uh, workers voted yes. And with uh, General Motors, it was a little closer, 52-48. So if it, if it does go down, uh, first of all, how soon will we know whether or not this is a fail at GM? And does some of this lie at Sean Fain's feet for maybe making raising expectations too high? Well, I think that's been the, the fear all along, hasn't it? Um, I mean, and and uh, and to a lot of our surprise, I mean, he was able to get a lot more than mm-hmm. I think a lot of us thought he was going to get. So, if you look at it from that perspective, you say, "Hey, the guy, he, the guy overdelivered for what you you think." But yes, I think there are are people who have um, overly inflated expectations. They have they kind of view the you listen to what they say they kind of view the contract as an immutable uh, uh, law that is cast in stone, and then anything that you quote lost, irrespective of what the conditions were or the, or the competitive market conditions, you have to get that back, and that's what the game is all about. And um, you know we had quoted one person saying you know an eleven percent bonus. Uh, or not bonus pay raise, uh, immediate pay raise upon ratification wasn't enough, and they needed it should be fifteen, so they're voting no. <laughs> Just, um, it couldn't be more arbitrary, <laughs> you know. And, I'm, and I was like, okay. Um, so there, there, there's there's just a lot of different reasons, and I think also it depends upon the plant. You know, it may be within one local, they they, they may focus the group may focus on one issue. Uh, that they don't like, and then a different group in a different state at a different plant may be focusing on another issue that they don't like. So they can't necessarily galvanize across and say, well, there was these two reasons why it failed nationwide. Well, a huge flashing yellow light uh, this morning. Daniel House, from you and your reporting partners at the Detroit News, that the GM deal is in deep trouble. We'll await to see that if it becomes official, and then what next? Uh, thank I, you, sir. I, will say, one, I yeah. will say one thing very quickly. I do think you will get our senses. You will get um, a very good indication of whether the GM deal fails today. Okay. okay. All right. Well, we'll be watching and we'll be likely talking about it here with you <laughs> tomorrow. Hope your hope your 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 schedule so get up open. early. Yeah. <laughs> get your rest, Daniel. Thank you so much, Daniel House at the Detroit News. Uh, the deer hunters are out. Uh, the hunt is on, means a lot to this economy and to pure Michigan traditions. We'll talk about it at 849, just ahead on WJR.